Hello friends and welcome back to Offbeat Grad. Today, today, we are going to talk about things I actually use. Um, I know that's funny, but I, I usually, no, I don't usually. I have done podcasts before where I talk about uh, products, tools, apps, software that I use. And in all honesty, I don't use all of those all the time. I do use them when the need arises and they do make my life easier, but they, they just weren't things I use every day because they're just not. And I thought it would be useful, you know, since I've been a productivity guru recently to share things that I use literally every day. <laughs> and I've been trying a lot of new things recently, so I'm sort of inspired to do this, like, literally today, I got sucked into one for, like, a very long time. So, to validate that experience, I now need to tell you about it. So, basically, as a freelancer, I am a one-woman show, even though I know for a fact I need to hire someone to help me, and that is actually on my to-do list for the next week, and it will happen. But in the meantime, there are a lot of things that can be automated or that I have, like, specific tools or apps that really, really help me just, like, manage my time better, be more productive, and just do less of the heavy lifting because when you're a freelancer or a blogger or someone who works online, you basically do everything yourself and a lot of that work falls outside of the spectrum of client work and you'll quickly find, like, I'm a bookkeeper. I am an accountant, not in the TikTok sense. I am, <laughs> I am in my own, like, office assistant. I am the coffee maker and the donut fetcher. And I am also, like, the admin. And I do all the admin work. And I keep spreadsheets and all of that. And it's funky. And, like, these aren't jobs that I really expected doing myself. So having tools to help me keep track of all these admin, bookkeeping type things has really been useful. Um... We don't learn these things in school, and I think that's unfortunate considering how much I owe in student loans. So let's talk about some of my favorite tools. So I've talked about a few of these before, but I tried to really focus on either new ones or ones that I felt like so passionately about that I needed to include a gazillion times. But the first one is Notion, and I recently discovered Notion from like StudyTube. Like, I don't even know. You know, I'm deep in like the productivity on YouTube cringy, I know, but it motivates me. And a lot of them had talked about Notion like a gazillion times. And I was like, what is this? You know what? I'm going to Google it. So I Googled and girl, my life has changed. I am a new person. I am born again. Um, Notion is so cool. It's basically, I would consider it like the love child between Google Docs and Evernote, but like who who has surpassed them in every way. It's basically Evernote, but like on crack cocaine. It's just so much better. I don't even understand. So it's basically like a, a very fancy note-taking app, but it, it integrates with all your devices. It, it lets you do like these really fancy, intricate sublists. It is just the, the UI that I can't even express myself. The user experience, they could, I could do my PhD in talking about the user experience. It's so good. It's just, wow, I blew me away. I was impressed. So basically, I use Notion to write notes for projects. Like if I am writing something, which I do every day, I will usually <laughs> jot down some notes. I also keep track of my to-do list. Like I have a physical planner, but sometimes that's not enough. And I will need like a more in-depth one. And I like it because I can share it with other people. You can add contributors like you can on like Google Docs. And they have like a really good checklist scheme. You can change the styles. You can add like emoji icons to them. Like 
like, oh my God, like who did this? They really did that. And it's just really great and you can organize it. So I have like personal to-do lists, but I also have work to-do lists and it is, wow, just you gotta get in on that. If you like lists, this will rock your world. It changed me as a person. I think that's clear. Next, <laughs> I also use Toggle, which is T-O-G-G-L. And it's just a time tracking tool. I've recently started using it because I'm, as I've said, planning on hiring like some kind of assistant to help me. And I, I didn't really like, if you asked me how I spent my time, I don't know that I could answer that. Like, I really didn't know. So I started using it like literally last week as a way to just track how much time I'm spending doing it things. And honestly, I love it. <laughs> it ended up being so much better than I thought. So it has like a planning tool. It also has like, I don't know, project management, whatever. I don't use that. It has a time tracking tool, which I think is what it was originally built for. And it literally just tracks time. I don't use the automated one. I like specifically turn it on and off because I don't, that scares me. But um, you you can use it. Like a lot of workplaces will use it as a way to track time. Basically, if you are like you know, doing billable hours, but I don't really work that way, but I keep it for myself and I have it like organized by client and like project. And then it really shows me this super clear breakdown of how much time I'm spending on like what task. And that, that is so useful. Like, I think it's useful for anyone who works online because it's not always clear to see like how you're breaking up your time and you might realize you're wasting a gazillion hours like doing email management or like meetings or some random thing and that might be good to know <laughs> if you're trying to manage your time better but it's also just good to know because <laughs> you can manage your time better as I've said 50 times but it's also fun and <laughs> you also see how much time you really spend working because it's made me really intentional about taking breaks because I don't even know. Like when I have that timer on, I don't even want to get up. I'm like, I won't even go get water. I'm like, no, I'll be cheating. And it's really <laughs> made me realize that I spend a lot of time like diddle daddling all day because then I'll look back on, I'll be like, oh my God, this has been the longest day of my life. And it'll be like worked for two hours and then I have to reevaluate everything. So that has been eye-opening, but it also has a browser extension for Google Chrome, which is really useful because you can like just turn on a new task whenever you want. But also, it has a Pomodoro timer you can enable in your browser, which is, wow, life-changing. Because I use the Pomodoro technique pretty much every day to make sure that I take breaks that aren't, like, excessive. And it, that's, like, the perfect, like, a 30 minutes on, 5 minutes off is the perfect time for me. But you can change the time limit for whatever speaks to you. And I like it because the timer will just pop up in my browser before I usually use an app and that I can't always check it. Like I'm not like staring at my phone. So love it. Love everything about it. Speaking about staring at my phone, I've talked about Forest before and I will talk about it forever. Forest is an iPhone app. It does not have like a website or anything. I mean, I'm sure it's on Android too, but it's on a phone. That's the point. I think I pay for this. <laughs> I think it's like a dollar a month or something. I paid for it because I love this app. So basically you set a timer. It's a Pomodoro timer and it turns off your phone notifications and it doesn't let you use your phone. I mean, you you can use your phone during that time, but you'll kill your tree. So the point is that every time you like sit the full 25 minutes or whatever it is you said, it can be less or more, um, you build a tree and it goes into like a little virtual forest and then you can see like how many trees you've grown over the week or like whatever and you can unlock new trees. Honestly, 
wow, the, <laughs> the design, the concept, everything about it. But what's really cool about it is that you earn like points every time you don't kill your tree. And you can actually redeem those points for real trees. They actually plant real trees and I think that's cute and it's good motivation. And you can't use your phone when it's on and it really works for me. I would struggle a lot with like, if I have a timer on my computer, I will just use my phone. So, so that's a good way to make sure that I can't. And I love it. It's just a really cute app and I've been using it for a long time. And I recently with the iPhone update, you can add like these widgets to your home screen and Forest has like this really good widget. Like most apps, they have really crappy widgets. This one's good and it like shows you how many trees you've grown in this week. And it is like the most motivating thing I've ever seen in my life, so. How informative. Now, taking a super hard pivot, we get to the financial section of this podcast. Um, I have long, long ranted about my beloved spreadsheets, and I have, I will stand by them. I will stand by my spreadsheets, but I'm also walking away from them. So unfortunately, me and my Google Sheet income tracking gaze have, we have parted ways. They have come to an end because I have just basically reached my limit. Um, just pr just keeping all of my income in a Google Sheets was no longer working for me. I mean, it, it did. It just wasn't worth the hassle at that point. Um, I've shared my, <laughs> my sheet templates before and I still recommend this especially if you want like a really low <laughs> maintenance way to keep track of your income. And if you only have a handful of income sources that really, and you're not like balancing a gazillion expenses, I do think Google Sheets, you know, it gets <laughs> the job done, but I, I needed something else and I had been looking at Wave for a while. So Wave Apps is basically a financial software for small businesses. It is free for freelancers or sole proprietors. So that's great. And I basically just gave in and I was like, you know what, we're going to try this. Like, I'll just use it for like a month or two. And if I don't like it, I will go back to my beloved sheets. But for the most part, I actually really do like it. Um, it's a bit more complicated than I need it to be. Um, I still don't use it for invoicing, but it does have really nice invoices. I took a look at them and it also has like payroll tools and I really like the reports. And you can store receipts, you can store expenses. My dog is drinking water, so you're gonna hear that. But I really like the way that you can input your income and then how it displays it really nicely. Obviously, you can do similar things with Google Sheets, but it's just a lot more heavy lifting. And one really cool thing about Wave is that you can actually input your account information. So you can integrate with your bank accounts and like you can even put invoices straight up in there. And then you can even just like if you have a bank statement or like an account statement, you can just upload it. And in theory, it so says, I haven't tried it yet, so I don't know. It says, <laughs> keeps asking me to, that it will actually like organize all of that for you, which I think is really cool. So it's a really good automated option. I was able to like very quickly input all of my clients and just sort of organize my income and expenses based on the client and like my own personal income. And it was really easy and I like it and I'm gonna continue using it in the future. So I would recommend trying it. It also lets you store receipts, store different bank account information. It, it's a really good tool and it's free, so worth a shot. Um, I don't know how far I will integrate it, but inter like putting things in manually <laughs> works for me right now. So we'll see, I will update you on if I ever do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get some business accounts settled so that things are a little less confusing. 
um, especially since I'm going to be hiring someone soon. So it seems like I should get my my life a little bit more together. But Wave Apps is, is very comprehensive and it's free. So we love that. Next, I've been using Calendly. It's C-A-L. That's not how you spell. I'm just calendar, but Calendly. Get it? Okay. Anyway, it's just like a scheduling tool. It's it's pretty simple and amazing. So I use Calendly to schedule meetings, particularly for this podcast, but also I've occasionally used them to schedule client calls. And it's pretty cool because if you've ever done like an email back and forth with someone like planning a meeting, you know that is the worst thing in the world and it's not very productive. So Calendly is really great because you can sort of input like your weekly availability and then you just send literally a link and your client or prospect or whomever can just click on a time like within that, that works for you. And it automatically like puts it in everyone's Google calendar. You can even integrate it with Zoom and it'll send like an automated Zoom link. Like it's just, it do it's doing the Lord's work. So we love Calendly. It's also free to a certain extent and I use it for a lot of things. And I thought I wasn't gonna get that much use out of it and I use it constantly and it's my favorite thing and I should use it for my personal life because it's so convenient. Next, I use LastPass for saving and sharing passwords. This is especially relevant since I'm about to hire someone. I don't know how many times I need to tell you that. (laughs) I'm just like bragging at this point. But LastPass lets you share passwords. So basically, you can share them discreetly. You don't have to actually share (laughs) your password. You can just share access to the password. So when I used to work for like an agency, a marketing agency, we used LastPass, but I used them even before then. I actually used them in college like a gazillion years ago. And then I was sponsored by them for a blog post. And I was like, heck yeah, because I already use LastPass. And then I just like always been an advocate. So they did give me money, but not anymore. Like that, that relationship has long ended, but I'm still supporting them. There's also Dashlane and a few others. Um, I think you have to pay for them. And they're a very similar tool and I can't comment on how good those are. But I love LastPass because it has a Google Chrome extension and I've never had any issue with um, compromised emails or compromised passwords. So it's been a really great tool and I'd recommend it if you're like someone who doesn't know how to keep track of their passwords like me. And it's just, wow, just too much convenience. And it's really helpful if you work with a lot of different clients who might have different accounts on the same platforms. Like I use, I manage so many different social media platforms and like marketing tools and a lot of different accounts for the same tool. And that's just like the best way to keep track of them all. And I love it. So that's great. And here's a random tool that I've only just recently started using since I moved. It's called There, and it's only on Mac right now. It is free. It's new. It's very new. And so more more systems are coming out soon. But basically, it is literally, it just lists different time zones that people are in. You can, like, create users and put the time zone they're in. And it's, like, a very simple, tiny tool. And it integrates with Slack, which is important for me. And it just tells you the time zone people are in. So if you're working with clients in different time zones, which I do, it gets so gosh darn confusing so quickly. And it helps me so fast because I have clients on the East Coast and a lot of them will be like, let's do the meeting at two instead of like nine. And I'll be like, I don't know when that is. And it gets me so confused. So that is just a fun little cheat thing. Obviously, you can just Google it or like count but I'm just doing, I'm giving you the lazy tools and that's just the truth. Okay, I have two more. So the next one is Grammarly. 
I've talked about Grammarly. I have a very complex relationship with Grammarly. I've used Grammarly Premium. I enjoyed Grammarly Premium, but I ultimately stopped paying for it. I did get it one time because, like, they have these random deals each year where they'll give you, like, the yearly membership for, like, the cheap, and I did buy it for one of those, and I liked it to an extent. So Grammarly is great just in general as a browser extension. It finally integrated with Google Docs. We love that. But I would take its recommendations with a grain of salt. But that's because I write for a living and I write in a lot of different... I write in like Australian English sometimes. I also use it a lot of different um, style guides. So it's hard to always trust its opinion. And I have found that its recommendations can be wrong. Not necessarily wrong, but like not the most correct if you want to use like the horrible testing mechanism. But for instance, like sometimes it'll tell me like stop using good or like don't use this adjective. And I'm like, sometimes the right word is good and you're not going to tell me otherwise. You're just like inherently wrong. And so I don't always agree with its suggestions, but I do think it's a great tool for catching like very basic grammar and spelling mistakes. And we love that. Although one gripe I have with it is I always like spaz out when I'm trying to click on the Grammarly suggestion and I always click add to dictionary and then I get the weirdest like garbage in my like a personal Grammarly dictionary. I don't know if this is only a me problem, but it is a problem. Anyway, last but not least, this is the weirdest thing to recommend, but I recommend <laughs> YouTube. I know it's not really an app. It's a website, obviously. I mean, it is an app, but okay. I like YouTube for very specific things related to the workday. So I like it for ambient sounds. Wow, Hogwarts Library, um, <laughs> the Millennium Falcon. You can find the most random ambient sounds and these are where it's at, especially because I'm someone who really likes to work in coffee shops, but obviously I cannot because there is a global pandemic. And I love this for like coffee shop sounds, most random obscure sounds. And it just is some good quality background noise. There's also some really good Pomodoro timers on here. You know I have a thing for Pomodoro. I've made that very clear. And it's really great because <laughs> it's like you have like a video to go through. The music is all upbeat. Sometimes you can even find work with me videos or study with me videos where it's literally another person like studying or working and they just like keep their weird typing sounds or like random tapping sounds. Oh my god, I love it basically just helps me feel more motivated. Can't say it'll do the same for you, but that's how I feel about that. And I love it. So those are my tools of the moment. I use all of those every single day to some extent. And I think they make my life a little bit easier. So they might make your life a little bit easier <laughs> if you are a freelancer, a student, um, a blogger, just someone who generally works online, which I think we all do now. Thank you, COVID. So food for thought. All right. <laughs> That's all I got for today. I hope you all have a very productive week and I will check in with you soon.